Hello and welcome to podcast number three of The Happiest Plate on Earth. I'm Christy. And I'm Danae. We are happy to have you join us today as we talk about one of our favorite things. And we hope yours. Disney food. So pull up a chair and let's get started. want to issue a small note about today's podcast. It is officially fall here in Maryland, and we are recording from my home on the largest island in the Chesapeake Bay. But with that comes tickles and throats and (laughs) coughing and all of that. So we apologize in advance if that does happen during this podcast. We will do our best to make sure that that doesn't become too annoying. (laughs) So please forgive us. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So we are going to be talking about all the new treats, um, a few of the new treats that have come to Disney. Um, First, there was the Peter Pan float that had the key lime ice cream Sprite plus a chocolate feather served at the Storybook Treats, um, which was directly across from Mine Train and Magic Kingdom. Soon, it will be home to Tinkerbell's Treat um, that will be served on November 1st. Uh, Tink's Pixie Dust Cone will feature the same key lime soft serve as in the Peter, Plant, Peter Pan float. Um, it will be topped with white chocolate fe- ah, feathers, wings, <laughs> and garnished with green cotton candy. And, of course, some pixie dust. I saw a picture of that, and it, it looks pretty neat. Um, I don't know. If, I'm, I'll probably try it. I mean, what the heck? I mean, I probably wouldn't. Right. Well, <laughs> Only I probably I don't will really because like it's cotton candy. So it looks like a ice cream cone that has a tutu on the top with that the is cotton true. candy. Yeah. But cotton candy always, I think, is just, like, this whole added thing that everybody, right like, now is adding yeah. to stuff, which always is, like, I wonder what that tastes like. Cold ice cream and airy sugar. Yeah, I mean, it, as soon as any sort of liquid gets near cotton candy, it kind of dissolves anyway, so. Yes, yeah. So, on November 7th, um, the lunch pad, which is right under the People Mover, um, will serve up a new Space Ranger slush. This buzzworthy slush will be layered with purple grape and green apple slush complete with a green rock candy straw Mm, i love rock candy (laughs) i always remember um being young and walking into a store like an old country store that had those uh, rock candies on sticks yes they're really good now i if i use them i only use them to stir my coffee with as a sweetener but (laughs) I always remember going to Candy Kitchen in, oh, okay. at the beach in oh, yeah, Delaware, and that's where in you Delaware, always got right. rock candy. Mm-hmm. I always got root beer flavored. That was one of my favorites. Very nice. <laughs> also, well, what else do they have? Also on November 7th, the Wonderland slush will have a Cheshire Cat, um, mm. purple grape, and pink raspberry lemonade slush um, layered um, and finished with a pink rock candy straw as well. So, I mean, that, that's one way to get away from the uh, plastic straws. Yes. I think maybe that's a good alternative is wonder, everybody yeah. start doing rock candy straws. That's pretty genius. <laughs> I wonder, I do wonder, like, how are they going to do it in a straw? Like, is it, is it actually just on a stick and that's considered well, maybe a they, straw or is it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty interesting. I think that will be pretty cool. Yeah, that one, they both, all three of them sound pretty good. I can't wait. One of the other new uh, experiences that has been announced is that uh, Tables in Wonderland members will have multiple exclusive dining events to take part in beginning in 2019 at Disney's Contemporary Resort. 
So for those of you um, who don't know, Tables of Wonderland is a dining discount that has benefits available at Walt Disney World Resort and is exclusive to Florida residents, annual pass holders, and uh, Disney Vacation Club members. The benefits, you get a 20% discount offered on food and beverage, and that includes alcohol, at over 100 participating restaurants at the Walt Disney World Resort. And the discount is actually valid for up to 10 members uh, of your party. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and special dining offers, invitations to special dining events, which is what we're going to talk about, and a complimentary resort valet and theme park parking for dining purposes. Now, the cost of this is 175 for Florida residents and 150 for Walt Disney World pass holders and vacation club members. So here are two of the pretty cool events that uh, the um, Tables of Wonderland will have available to them. So the first event is called Culinary Adventures with the Chefs of Disney. It's an interactive cooking experience. During the event, the guests will become culinary students. Spend about 60 minutes at designated cooking stations where they will prepare various dishes under the guidance of Disney chefs. They don't want anything happening, don't want to get burned or anything like that. <laughs> and after whipping up a special meal, the guests will feast on a five-course meal at the chef's table, along with paired wines selected by the chefs themselves. This three-hour experience is available for a mere $259 plus tax, but gratuity is included. The event will be held on the following dates and times. So you have three three different uh, dates that you can pick from. So one is Saturday, uh, January 19th, Saturday, March 2nd, and Saturday, March 30th. And all of those start at 6 p.m. Um, that, that one sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. I like I'm Getting to, I guess, cook with Disney chefs right. is definitely yeah. like a huge plus. Mm-hmm. I'm sure lots of people would enjoy mm-hmm. that thoroughly. I, the thing I would find that I would almost consider paying the price for is being able to go in their kitchen. Yes. So you can see all their equipment. What yeah. kind of, you know, do they have a French cooktop? Do they have uh-huh. a rational oven? Things like that. That's what I would want to. Yeah, that's. I don't know if I necessarily want to make <laughs> the stuff. I just want to go yeah. around and look in all Let of their. Let me just look at stuff for $259. <laughs> that's right. It's fine. Yeah, that might work. Yeah. So It'd probably be awesome. Yeah. What's the other one that they have? Uh, the Contemporary um, Resort Chef's Table Experience, mm-hmm. um, where guests can enjoy a six-course meal presented by Disney Chefs. The event will begin with a reception and champagne toast in the Contemporary Resorts Convention Center before moving to the chef's table for the main meal and selected wine pairings. The dining event will be interactive as guests will get to meet and speak with the various chefs and sommeliers. Again, the magic price point for this dining experience is $2.59 per guest, um, plus tax, gratuities included, of course. Um, The few dates that they have are Thursday, January 10th, uh, Thursday, February 14th, and Thursday, March 7th, all starting at 7 p.m. That would be a neat Valentine dinner. That would be really yeah. sweet. That that one I really like a lot because it's chef's table, and mm-hmm. so you do kind of get the, the view of the inside of the mm-hmm. kitchen from there. Obviously, you probably won't get to walk around too right. much in there, but you do get a little bit of a view. Um, I've been to a chef's table before where you actually sit in the kitchen, yes. um, but I don't think that any of Disney's properties offer in the kitchen, do they? Um, I know that Victoria and Albert's, you are seated right next to the kitchen. Yeah. So yep. you can see everything. I have eaten at um, a chef's table a few times, the same one, and that's at Fearings in Dallas, Texas. Yes. And it's great because where the chef's table is, it's an open-seated area of the restaurant bit broken up into different parts, but this one is right next to the kitchen and the chef's table is the closest and it's 
awesome. If you enjoy the culinary experience, mm -hmm. watching the food being cooked and how the servers put it in, and then, of course, when you have the chefs doing it at the pass, bringing the food over and calling it out, I like it. For me, it's almost a sort of um, entertainment. Yes, and it's my favorite. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy working in the line, so being mm -hmm. on the other side and watching as right. things happen mm -hmm. and knowing, okay, well, the chef yelled for right. this, so he's waiting <laughs> for this to come to the pass and things like that. That That's exciting to me um, mm -hmm. just to get to watch. Right. I um, know that sometimes when, especially when you and I work together and people have watched us, and we witnessed this being part of Kitchens as well, people have commented on the fact that they look at it and it's almost like a dance. Yes. Because so, everybody <laughs> knows where they're supposed to be at the yep. right time and you're very aware of everybody else around mm -hmm. you. So, yeah, it's yeah. I like to watch it. It's yeah. pretty cool. So, yeah. you know, if we had the 250 or we're down there at that time, I think it'd be great. Go for I it. I mean, I know but with two people, that's $500. That does seem pretty <laughs> steep. Yeah. But I think probably worth it at some point. I mean, if you I did agree. it, like... Just randomly. Once. It's not like you'd be doing it every single trip that you went sure. on, but like once yes. every couple of right. years. Right, and I think or... that, well, that is, I know that um, most of the pricing over at Victorian Alberts, which is over in the Disney's Grand Floridian, uh, I think most of the time for, you know, for two people, I think it comes close, and that's with wine, about $700. Yeah. And that's the so same course as well. <laughs> so and you have six courses, if you look at it and you divide it up, and people always say, well, they're just such small portions. By the time you so leave full. there, I will guarantee that you will probably be Absolutely. full. Absolutely, yeah. We actually, we did that, um, we did a nine-course yes. tasting menu right. at home mm -hmm. um, at a place called the Fox's Den, and it was a great tasting, it but was. man, were we full. Right. Such good food, but mm -hmm. I, like, you look at the small portions, but you get filled up significantly yes. from those small I agree. Portions. About six or seven, both of us, we, was, we just had to only take one or two bites of the yeah. next you know, plate that came mm -hmm. out because you're getting really full. Yeah, it was great. So if you wanted to book these, what should you do? Um, you go ahead and call um, 407 or mm -hmm. WD, WDW um, 7769 or DINE mm -hmm. um, to book those reservations. You can't do them online, so you do have to call. So if you have a little scaredy cat about <laughs> calling sorry you're not going to get the reservation no and well the, the they're always very helpful on the uh, ww dine yes so their cast great. members are great mm -hmm. and now we have our culinary, culinary word, word of, of the day, day which is a sommelier so yes. danae can you give us a little insight about what a sommelier is it is so it's a trained and knowledgeable wine professional um normally working in fine dining restaurants um who specializes in all aspects of wine service as well as wine and food pairings. Sommeliers are great. Mm -hmm. um, they're, it makes it so, as a chef, you don't have... I mean, you do have to know some of the things about mm -hmm. it, but they're professional, so you could bring a sommelier in um, to help with food pairings mm -hmm. and things that if they have a wine that they need to pair with food, then you guys can go back and forth because they have all the knowledge about mm -hmm. the wine for you and you have all the knowledge about the food um, they're really great. I worked mm -hmm. at a restaurant in upstate New York, um, the Lake Placid Lodge, and our sommelier, Brian, was awesome. Um, he knew everything mm -hmm. and, like, I don't, it, like, blew my mind some of the things that he would, like, share with us about wine. And I was like, I don't, why would I, why would anybody know that? Yeah. Like, why are those things? Um, but he was really great. Um, whenever you, we're doing menu pairing. He mm -hmm. he was a part of that every single time. Right. Uh, even in creating mm -hmm. the menu, he was a part of that. 
so that we knew we had the right wines in to pair with each thing. I, any of my experiences that I've had with the sommelier have been great. Uh, they're, they're not, uh, the ones I have uh, worked with, they're not snobby in any way. If you come in and you say, I, I'm not a big wine aficionado, but this is what is my budget, and this is what we're having. Most of them are very accommodating, and they won't try to pressure you into anything else, yes, which I like. Wonderful. And I know that there are different levels of becoming a sommelier. I know yes. that you can be the grand uh, like wine master. Yes. And that's like the top <laughs> of the top, where if you smell it and you taste it, you can say what's in it, where the grapes were grown, all you know, maybe even the vintage, and that's amazing. That is like the coolest yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> you have to have a very uh, distinguished palate to be yes. able to do that. Yes, and I know like Brian at the Lake Placid, he, I'm pretty sure that he was working on getting his highest mm-hmm. um, because the Lake Placid Lodge is a Reland Chateau property, sure. and so you do have to have pretty high credentials mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and certificates and all those, so he had to go to Italy and France. He had to go to all these different places. Well, it's such a hardship. Yeah, it's such a hardship. (laughs) Um, To get formal training Mm -hmm. done, I don't know that you always have to have a certificate, but I think for pay reasons and job reasons, you would need to get them if Mm -hmm. you want to get what the highest tier of pay might be um, out of that. Well, you said it was crazy that they would know all of that, but if you look at your training as a chef, I mean, the majority of people that are out there probably can't name what the five mother sauces are no, and how you make each one. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's just a different aspect of what you are most interested in. Yes, I agree. All right. So the next part of the show, we're going to dive into some recent dining experiences that we have had at Walt Disney World. Now, first up is always a favorite, uh, the La Hacienda de San Angel. We frequent this restaurant often. Uh, <laughs> one, because we really like Mexican cuisine and also the view that it offers and the consistently good service that we've experienced there. So uh, one hint is next time, ask for um, Paola. She is great. She took care of us and was um, an excellent server. And the next one we're going to offer you is that if you have a late reservation, that is about an hour before Illuminations, which is going to come to an end no, next year. I'm no, so sad. It is sad, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, I, I trust Disney, and I know that the next Fireworks Spectacular is going to be wonderful. So if you are there, make sure you check in about 15 minutes before your time, and you can ask the host or hostess for a show window, and that will give you great views of the fireworks, and they actually dim the lights and play the soundtrack too. The last time we were there, we had a show window, and it, it was, was fantastic. <laughs> it was great. You don't have to deal with the crowd. No, no. You're sitting at your table That's eating your exactly dinner. Right. <laughs> Drinking your margarita. It was it wonderful. Was, yeah, I would suggest that if you can. And they're usually very accommodating. Yes, they were mm-hmm. They were great. And this past time when uh, I decided that I was just going to eat from the starter's menu. And for a drink, I had the traditional margarita, which is my favorite. And added the queso fundido to go along with our chips, which is... Uh, the queso fundido is just big white melted cheese the majority of the time. Uh, soft cheese has chorizo, poblano, and serrano peppers. And at the San Angel, they serve it with an, with an avocado tomatillo sauce... And flour tortillas. And I never had flour tortillas served with my queso before until the first time that we had them there. And (laughs) I'd have to say, it's kind of like you get to make, like uh, Paola said, that you get to make your own little quesadilla at the the table, (laughs) which is great. And then second, I just had the flautas, which are rolled and stuffed tortillas. 
And they have potatoes, chipotle chicken, and cojita cheese with a ranchera sauce, Mexican cream, and more shredded cojita cheese on top. And they give you a lot of lettuce with this. So for me, I, I was like, I had a salad with the, just had the flautas on the side. So it was great. I always enjoy the food there. That's great. Yeah, I always, I, I love everything that's any kind of Spanish food, I'm going to eat it. It's, it is definitely my favorite. Um, this time around, I did have the New York strip um, mm-hmm. served with roasted tomatillos, um, also known as a Mexican tomato. Um, so they're mm-hmm. usually traditionally pretty firm. So when you're making salsa verde, you boil it mm-hmm. um, pretty severely. There were onions. There was also, it's called a torados, um, which is actually, it just adds spice to everything. So you have jalapenos or serrano chilies that have been pressed, and they're kind of uh, a chunky, like, spicy salsa. So it just adds that spice to it if you want it, and you Mm -hmm. can take it off if you don't. There's grilled queso fresco, uh, (laughs) corn, mashed potatoes. Uh, I think that I, so I had the mashed potatoes, I think, two years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't remember corn being in it. So this time around, I didn't actually get the mashed potatoes with mine. So I don't actually know if there were. Hmm. I don't remember that. So the tomatillos, those are those little tiny green tomatoes. And they look like they come gift wrapped. They're so cute. Yeah, they they're come very in a little, sweet. they have the paper. Yes. Well, it's not paper, but the leaves that fold up around yes. them. Yeah, they are. They're, they're really they're sweet. Pretty neat. The strip is also dusted in uh, pumpkin seed, um, garlic, and habanero mm-hmm. pepper uh, atop a tequila butter casa bell pepper reduction so that pepper is it's less spicy than a jalapeno pepper Mm -hmm. um they're very small sometimes you can they've they're called rattle i think it's called rattle peppers um because when you dry them that you can hear the seeds seeds within it um i was really craving just steak honestly (laughs) i didn't really care about the rest so steak and beans is what i asked for Um, our waitress, she was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very accommodating. Yeah. And so she brought out a steak. Mm-hmm. She did still bring out some beans and rice, right. which was great. Uh, I took my, <laughs> I took my flour tortillas that we got and I actually just made little like tacos. So I had beans <laughs> and salsa and I had steak and I called it a meal and yeah. that was my entire, it was and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your steak was cooked to the it way that you perfect. asked it as yeah. well. Yes, it was, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So once again, it's always a go for us when it comes to La Hacienda. So we also strongly suggest that if you like Mexican food, Mexican cuisine, to give it a try. Yes. The next place we tried out for the first time, and it's recently been opened, um, was the Ale and Compass over at the Yacht Club. And we tried it for an early dinner. Yeah, it was was pretty good. Um, Definitely not what I expected. Uh, I started off with the roasted garlic shrimp with a homemade focaccia bread. Mm -hmm. Um, the focaccia was cut into like strips, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and they toasted it. Uh, you kind of had like this garlicky sauce that all of the shrimp um, looked like they had been poached in. Mm-hmm. And that was wonderful. It was really good. Um, it was plenty for an appetizer. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really liked it. And the shrimp, it. they weren't mushy because they no, were poached? They no, were, they were perfect. Good. Uh, for my entree, I had a bucatini pasta with seasonal market vegetables, and I also added chicken to it. You can mm-hmm. add any kind of protein to it um, that they have. Uh, bucatini is actually a spaghetti that has a hole through the middle of it, which some people are like, oh, that's kind of weird. No, I, it's really good, mm-hmm. especially when you have like the perfect sauce and it ends up going inside of the pasta. Gotcha. You're like, oh, it's like a surprise inside of there. <laughs> 
And I, yeah, I love that. The gremolata sauce that they served um, over the pasta, mm-hmm. it's usually like herb and garlic and citrus that has been uh, reduced and they might add some some stock of some sort to mm-hmm. it. Um, I will say that it wasn't, it didn't have a lot of flavor to it. Um, it also wasn't thick enough to actually be like covering, I guess, the pasta. So it kind of sat in the bottom of your bowl um, and it didn't really cover your vegetables and everything. I think that if they would have made it just a little bit thicker, it would have been like the perfect gotcha. dish. It was very like light. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, I really enjoyed it, except it, it just needed a little bit more flavor to it. Very good. I started with the Parker House Rolls, with comes with bacon jam, pub cheese, and a citrus butter. The rolls were great. Uh, they had butter on top, melted butter on top, and also flaky sea salt, which made the rolls delectable all on their own. Uh, I did like the bacon jam, um, and the citrus butter was a little too tangy for me. Um, almost like there was a little bit too much rind in there. Uh, the pub cheese was good as well, so I, I liked it. It was enough for the whole table yes. to actually there share, because so there were a lot rolls. of rolls. Mm-hmm. But it was good, and then I had the wedge salad and had my protein, which I asked for grilled chicken. So the uh, wedge romaine salad comes with garlic, peppercorn, cream, bacon, lardons, tomatoes, and blue cheese. Bacon lardons are awesome. (laughs) If you like bacon, (laughs) basically they are a bacon crouton. Mm -hmm. And they are. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) So if you are one of those people who are avoiding gluten and miss the croutons, just try a bacon lardon. (laughs) They're fantastic. (laughs) fantastic i did enjoy it the strange thing was for me and and maybe this is just the chicken that i got was cold Hmm. so that was strange i thought you know most of the time when i get the wedge salads if i get chicken or steak something it's it's usually warm but it was still flavorful it was just a strange um to have it served cold yes yeah I, i i can't imagine so now we come to a segment that we're going to call the special of the day. It's just where we break down a featured meal that we've experienced. We journeyed over to Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kadani Village, to Sanaa. And it does feel like a journey because uh, it, Animal it Kingdom takes a bit seems of time. like it's pretty far away. <laughs> and this was our first time dining here. I know, I know. For shame, for shame. I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always heard people just rave about it, so... And I do feel like it completely lives up to the hype. The decor is beautiful. When you walk in, you're made to feel like you're eating in an open-air uh, market. They have beautiful lanterns that hang down from these massive trees that are covered with a tent. The atmosphere is great. I really liked it. First, when you sit down, you just you look around and you think, yeah, I think this is going to be a great dining experience. And once we were seated, I started with a glass of the Black Pearl Shiraz, which is from South Africa. And I had the Savannah Premium Cider, which was really wonderful, mm-hmm. and it was also from South Africa. Yeah, I liked the black, I liked the Shiraz, it was good. Yeah, it, I definitely, it wasn't as, um, like, bubbly mm-hmm. as most ciders, which I yeah, think is what I liked that's about true. it. It wasn't like you were drinking a soda. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it was really wonderful. Very nice. Uh, then we went ahead and started with the bread service, because we've heard such mm-hmm. great things once... Once I looked into it, I, there are so many like recommendations on everybody. Get the bread service, yes. get it, and it was pretty inexpensive. I mean, I think it was like sixteen bucks for all of it. Yeah, I apologize I that we haven't said the the prices. Yeah, for it these. was it was pretty cheap, honestly, mm-hmm. for the amount of food that you. Oh get. my goodness! 
Uh, you get five different types of bread. So mm-hmm. you get a traditional naan bread. You get a garlic ginger naan bread, uh, a spiced naan bread, uh, onion kul- kush. Kucha. Kucha. Or uh, paneer paratha. Um, all of these are phenomenal. I mm-hmm. didn't, there wasn't a single one I didn't like. No. The onion kusha mm-hmm. um, is made with baking soda versus using the yeast, mm-hmm. which is in traditional naan bread. Um, this bread is actually a filled bread. So you make the onion mm-hmm. and herb and spices and garlic filling, and then it gets rolled out inside of your bread, um, which was kind of a surprise when we first started eating. I was like, I, there's yes. things inside of it. I don't understand. <laughs> they were very good. It was really yeah. good. Um the paneer bread was is also um, a little bit different from your mm-hmm. traditional naan bread. It has no leavening agents in yes. it, and it's filled with spices and herbs, but also cottage cheese, which I thought was so weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't, don't know why. Yeah, you don't see it in there. You don't anything, see it yeah. at all. Um, it's just, I guess it like gives another flavor to mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I've never, I've never seen that before. Um, it was what all the breads were great. The mm-hmm. spicy one, it was my favorite because mm-hmm. um, I just, I love spicy yeah. things. Um, but I could eat any kind of naan any day. Yes. It, Agreed. They're really, yeah. really wonderful. The kucha and the paneer bread kind of reminded me a little bit of the Xi'an pancake that we had yes. from China. Yep. Where it's uh, that filled it's bread. Just, uh, yeah. It's it's so strange, but they're mm-hmm. just like really, really good. Yeah, when they roll it in there, it is good. And then there were accompaniments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had a cucumber riata, which... Honestly, I felt like it was like tzatziki sauce in yes. some ways, but chunkier mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, there was a roasted red pepper hummus, a mango chutney, a tomato date jam, tamarind chutney, coriander chutney, garlic pickle, red chili sambal, or there was also a spicy jalapeno lime pickle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that I remember not liking was the garlic pickle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care for roasted garlic. I think it's weird. Um, in things it's fine, but like this was like chunks of Mm -hmm. roasted garlic in like a, I don't even know if there was a sauce or if it was literally just chunks of, I don't remember now. (laughs) Uh, but that was the only one I didn't like. All the rest Mm -hmm. of them were like phenomenal. Um, I always allow Christy to have the cucumber one because it's not, I mean, I like it, but I know that Christy really loves that one. I really like that one. Yep. Yeah. They were all good, and the nice thing is when they bring it out in the presentation, they do it from mild all the way to spicy, yes. and they explain it to you. So I enjoyed all of them. Um, I will say I think I, mango chutney was probably my least favorite out mm-hmm. of all of them. Yes. But the portion, and they were actually um, I did see at another table where they had eaten a lot of particular ones, and they actually brought out some refills for them. I just thought it was great. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I do like the presentation, how they do it. They just, I mean, literally you have all this bread on this plate all yes. kind of stacked on top of each <laughs> other. And then you have, like, if you could imagine a painter's board, mm-hmm. it's just lined up yeah. on this board okay. with these like little, the like, yep. thimbles. It, yeah, it's just, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my surprise, um, they actually are using a tandorn uh non like oven so mm-hmm. the tandorn ovens are usually um cylinder um type of oven mm-hmm. that usually made out of clay a traditional one would be made out of clay but i have seen metal ones um probably not as cool as right. using a clay one um it's an ancient method of preparing food originally developed in the central plains of asia 
um, now known as Afghanistan, mm-hmm. which I had no idea. I thought that it was completely an Indian, but that didn't happen until later on. Um, and as like everybody was developing. And so the culinary scene now mm-hmm. are all about them. Sure. They, I mean, it's, it's an easier way of cooking cause it's mm-hmm. quick. So it's like a, oh a pizza oven or any of those types of things. It is almost, it's very similar to that, mm-hmm. but it's down in like this cylinder. And it's um, hot too. It's, oh, it's so hot. So when I was, I've been looking up different things about the ovens mm-hmm. and they can get up to seven to 800 degrees. That's hot people. Which I can't even imagine no. because the way that you actually cook mm-hmm. your non bread is you, you flatten it out, you roll it out, you do whatever. And then you put it on this thing that's called a pillow and it actually looks like this little pillow, but it has a stick mm-hmm. on the end of it. And you like put the stick down into the oven and you push it up against the side of the clay. So you're still putting your hands over a seven to 800 degree oven. Can you even, I can't even imagine. Like I think I would probably burn arm hairs off at that point. Oh yeah. We would have none left. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. And so like when it's sticking onto the actual clay oven, you'll see bubbles start Mm -hmm. to come up and you do push some of those out because you want to make sure that it's cooking uh, but as soon as it starts to get crispy and brown, like it's done and you get it off and you put oil, garlic, whatever seasonings mm-hmm. you want to put on it and you send it out. And it is just, they're so good. Yeah, they're and delicious. We, we've made them at home before mm-hmm. but yeah, but, and it's just not Yeah, we same. don't have that kitchen yeah, gadget. we don't have no. that. That's, that's too much. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was really great. Um, I, I could probably do the bread service mm-hmm. all the time. That would be... Oh, I, I would be I agree all with about you. that. Yes, very, very true. Yes. Um, when I when we finally got to dinner, mm-hmm. dinner, um, which I almost was like, man, I don't know that yeah. I'm super hungry for dinner, but okay, all right, we already ordered. Um, I got the bravilis, um, which is fire grilled meats, mm-hmm. um, and they're accompanied with whatever seasonal thing they might have. Um, I actually got my favorite things. There were like shaved Brussels. Um, and roasted broccoli rob and yum, a yum. garlic <laughs> mash, um, but also pearl onions, which I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It there just was, was large so odd. pearl onions. They were, they were like huge pearl yes. onions. And I was like, I don't think that I like pearl onions, but they were in some kind of like garlicky mm-hmm. cream sauce, um, that was served kind of on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the three meats that you get are, there was a pork tenderloin. It was very juicy. I do like pork tenderloin cooked under, um, so like between medium right. and medium well is usually where I like it, and this was mm-hmm. pretty darn close to that, and I didn't even ask them yeah. to do that. Uh, I also got one lamb chop. Um, it had a mint chimichurri on it, which sometimes I don't think, I, I'm not a big fan of mint and lamb, and I know that's like traditional, mm-hmm. that's what people like, so I just wiped all that off. Uh, the roasted, um, there was also a roasted like sausage, um, that came with it. And I'm not sure what was in that, but it was, it was all really, really good. I loved it. Yeah. The, the presentation was, was good as well. Um, it, it, everything on that plate looked wonderful. Like yes. I said, the, except those pearl onions. Those pearl onions. Yeah. They were was, just real well, odd. Well, I was used to, you know, peas and pearl onions yes. and they were very little, but those yeah. were big. They These almost were... like spring onions. Yeah, size. they were huge. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't even know how to eat right. this right now. Like, do you just stick the whole... And I was like, I'm just not even going to... I opt out on those. <laughs> well, for mine, I uh, had uh, the Poiki-inspired, uh, which um, 
you get to pick the proteins and whatnot. So for mine, I picked the butter chicken because I enjoy butter chicken. And then uh, for my vegetable, I had the aloo masala, which is potato cubes. And the marsala consists of coriander, cumin, cardamom, pepper, fennel, mustard, cloves, turmeric, uh, it's all of those things. Um, you even get some chili peppers thrown in there. And then with that, they had grated tomatoes and some lemon juice. And so, and also, I got the um, basmati rice, which is one of my favorite rice. And basmati rice, it's a long, slender, grained, aromatic rice. And the thing that I like about basmati is that it's one of those rices that you actually cook in a pan, on hot pan, before you add water. So you put all of the aromatics that you want in there, um, onions or garlic, and then you put the basmati in there and, and kind of roast it, toast it for a little bit. It's the same thing with the borio before mm-hmm. you make the risotto. So And then yeah, you add the water and, <laughs> and let it cook together. So and that was absolutely delicious. Yes. The butter chicken <laughs> and the portions at the size was great, after, especially after coming off of that bread service. So in... Um, I felt like it was good enough. It was a great value. And all those flavors are just wonderful together. They really do make everything delicious. And not too spicy? No, not, no. I mean, I enjoy spice, but spice for flavor. Yes. Not the spice for heat. (laughs) Not Um, for runny noses. (laughs) Right. For for me personally, I don't enjoy the feeling that I'm in pain while I'm eating. And I know that other people (laughs) like that, and that's okay. Um, But I, I just like the flavor of the spices. Yes. So the poki is a small pot food is basically what it really uh, translates to. And it was a dish that was traditionally paired outdoors. It's uh, a cooked in a round cast iron and it's a three-legged pot. And it descended from the Dutch oven that was brought from the Netherlands to South Africa in the 17th century. And it's found in the homes and villages of people all throughout uh, Southern Africa. I think it's very similar to the Dutch ovens that we actually have here in America. And a lot of times they would use whatever you could... Um, get for fuel, whether it be gas or fire or just some brush. And um, I know that a lot of uh, campers in the United States use those Dutch ovens because it's a nice, slow cooking. So however they made it, it was delicious. (laughs) I always, I think I find that in looking at other traditions of cooking and things Mm -hmm. like that, I feel like a lot of Dutch oven type of things, that's how they cook Mm -hmm. because it, they might not have an electricity sure. thing where they can have an oven or mm-hmm. anything like that. So like with the clay um, tandoorn oven and with the Dutch oven, you right. you have all this stuff and you just pile it all in mm-hmm. and you put a lid on it or you put leaves on it. I don't know yeah. what you put on it, anything that you need um, and cook things in it. It was very, very good. It's awesome. Uh, the bread service also can um, or is available mm-hmm. at the Sanaz Lounge. Uh, so you can indulge in some adult libations right. in the relaxing atmosphere of the lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, is definite repeat dining experience. Uh, the flavors are rich and well-placed within each dish, dish. Even the pickiest palate can find something here. I think so. I mean, even if you have just the traditional non-bread. Absolutely, yeah. yeah There's no way you can't find something mm-hmm. there. There was, I know they had the kids' menu, and I saw a lot of the kids. Um, and they do keep it sort of... Um, you know, with the flavors of the Indian and African, and their kids were just, had no complaints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just really loved the restaurant. I think mm-hmm. that it was very just exactly what mm-hmm. I expected from all the stuff that I've read about it. Well done, Sanaa. It was Yay. definite. We will be back. Yes, we will. So thank you very much for joining us today. 
Uh, once again, we want to ask that you would visit our website, which is happiestplate.com, where you can find photos and also subscribe to receive a copy of our 10 Disney dining tips. We also have a Facebook page, and there's an icon on our website that will take you directly there. Or you can just log on to Facebook and type in Happiest Plate on Earth, and you will find us. You can uh, like us in there, and you can stay connected with that and also become part of our Happiest Plate community. Awesome. Please take the time to like and subscribe um, our podcast on whatever format you found us on. This way, you're sure to get the latest delivered podcast directly to you. Very true. So, as Remy says, this much I know, if you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. And with that, it's closing time. Christy, how long till the next podcast? Two minutes, chef! The Happiest Plate on Earth is brought to you by Christy Rada of Dream Builders Travel Group, a Disney vacation specialist offering free concierge-level service, where every vacation is customized to you and your style of travel. If you are looking to create some magical memories at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, please reach out by visiting happiestplate.com and clicking on free quote. If you can dream it, you can do it. And always remember that this whole thing was started by a mouse.